Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen Be Love podcast, we meet Fred Doyle. Now, Fred is an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and business advisor. And what you might want to know is he is also the co-founder of the most successful dentist referral service in the country, 1-800-DENTIST. He has previously written two books in marketing, has dabbled in stand-up and improv comedy. Hopefully, we'll hear a little bit of that today. Acted in bad movies and excellent TV commercials. His latest book, Super Bold, From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days, is the Amazon and Wall Street Journal bestseller. He once beat Sir Richard Branson in chess and was also a question on Jeopardy. That's one of my biggest goals. He is an avid cyclist, an average and below average tennis player and an even worse golfer, but he's here to tell us how he does it all. So let's welcome Fred to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hey, Fred. Hi, Christy. Excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here. Listeners, if you don't know anything about me, you should know that the first thing I do when I move to a new city and I moved to a lot since age 20 was to call 1-800-DENTIST. I am like serious about my teeth since my father spent a lot of money on braces when I was young. So uh, this smile is totally contributed to the people that um, that Fred's company has referred me to. And they're always excellent. Always, always excellent. And that's, like I said, the first place I go to. But Fred, I just want to learn more about your journey. Where did you come from and how did you create this amazing business? Uh, so I took a long time finishing college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I worked in all sorts of businesses. And then one day I just walked into an ad agency that a friend of mine was working at doing storyboards. And there was this epiphany. It's like, oh, these are my people. I could do this. This, And I, I figured out a way to get hired and started working as a junior copywriter and worked my way up pretty fast because I had worked in so many different jobs. I understood that what the owners needed, you know, they needed customers, they needed ways to communicate, to attract customers. So I, I, they would put me in all of these meetings where I would be able to have this conversation with the business owner about what, what they needed and then come up with something. Yeah. Uh, I had studied a lot of creative writing in college and then in the course of it, a friend of mine just came to me and he said, you know, I have this 800 number uh, that I think you could turn it into a business. It's, uh, you know, you work in advertising. And so I said, well, I'm not going to work with you because you don't work as far as I know. But he's clever. You know, he had, these, he had, he had the, the sense to grab this number and a few others. And uh, so another friend of mine said, let's do this. Let's quit our jobs and just do this. And we were young and dumb enough to think we could pull it off, raised some money from our family, like $30,000 and uh, set up a little phone room. I made some radio ads and we 
convinced 20 dentists in Los Angeles to go along with it. And we got 50 phone calls the first day. Wow. And we said, wow, this, this might actually work. And so we just kept adding dentists, adding money to advertising, adding cities, switching over to TV. And that's when it really blew up. And then for 30 years, we, we were, we had gotten nationwide and, uh, and my personal coach at one point last year, he said, so how much money do you think you generated the whole time you were running 800 dentists over those 30 years? And I hadn't really, I'd never added it up in my mind. And I said, wow, it's like a billion one. Wow. He said, yeah. He said, think about that. How many people do you think have generated in their career, you know, business careers, a billion dollars? And I thought, well, yeah, I guess that's, I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mint Wave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcmbelove.com forward slash contact. And then... You know, my latest thing, obviously, is this new book, which is how to cultivate the superpower of boldness uh, in a systematic way, because I had to teach myself how to do it because I was incredibly shy and underconfident growing up and in my early 20s and mid 20s and early 30s. And I just had to figure out a way out of it. But now I'm at a point where I can walk on a stage of 5000 people and just be totally excited and energized and comfortable. Uh, and I can meet anybody. Uh, and I was not that person at all. But it was and it, the, my frustration is what helped me get out of it. But it took me way too long to figure it out. And so I figured out in the book, uh, in the in this book, how somebody can do it in a much more accelerated way, wherever you are, however shy or underconfident you are, uh, this can take you to another level or several other levels. Right. So well, that's, let me go that's back me to, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's you now. Well, let's go back 30 years ago because I remember those commercials 30 years ago. And it's been about 30 years that I've been watching those your commercials. Um, one yeah. hundred Dennis. And but it was also during that time where I felt just like you. I was not confident. I wasn't secure. I knew I had a passion to do more. And it took me what 19 years to kind of gain the confidence to really put myself out there. I know a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle with that. You say you struggle with that on your own, but it took you many years to get over it. Now, what kind of tools um, that you use or strategies that you use to really develop yourself over these years as a confident person that you are? Uh, it, it, uh, I think you probably did the same thing as you said, look, I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, and, and so you push yourself into your discomfort zone because I watched bold people and I say, wow, they, they don't, nothing stops them. And I said, I'm stopping me all the time. And that was like another realization is like, I'm the one stopping me. Nobody else is stopping me. And I found a way to stop myself and say, oh, this something terrible is going to happen. And, and once I started doing bold things, nothing terrible happened. Usually something great happened. And I went, oh, so I'm completely wrong here. And the the voice in my head is an idiot telling me the voice in my head is scared of everything. 
And so I've got to stop listening or I can, it's never going to stop talking. I just have to say, I hear you fine. I'm, I'm going in anyway. And what happens is you get better in social situations. You get better at speaking, you get uh, relaxed and suddenly your creative energy works and you can be comfortable in way more situations. And it's just, it's a gradual process. I created exercises in my book that, that take you from very basic stuff, like just smiling at people and starting to talk to strangers to doing crazy exercises that you just realize, wow, nothing bad happens, even if I do something ridiculous, unless I decide to call it embarrassing or humiliated. What bold people do is they they never get embarrassed or humiliated because they realize it's a choice. Right. I don't have to be embarrassed if I don't want to be. I can be something else. I can I can laugh it off. I can spill wine on myself and not be humiliated. I can just say, this is why my dry cleaner loves me. And everybody just laughs. And, and they go, wow, he doesn't really care. Uh, and it, you learned that, that we're all flawed human beings bumbling our way through life. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's close. We're all pretending that we, are, we, uh, we can be that way. And until we're perfect, we're not going to try something which right. is bold people do the opposite. They perfect themselves by taking action, mm. which is a really powerful shift when you start doing that. Say, so that's how I'm going to get better is I'm going to suck at something, right? I'm going right. to be a lousy public speaker till I'm a good public speaker. Um, and it's how we learned everything. You know, we learned to walk by falling on our face several thousand times. Uh, we learned to talk by, by sounding funny until we started to make sense. And so that's how we do everything. And just so build your boldness muscle the same way. That's how I'm that's how I help people approach. Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love, and I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on WinWinWomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. UK Time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will up-level your career and your life. Build your boldness muscle. I like that. And I want to just piggyback on something that you said when you were talking about just when you first got in front of a group of people, you were terrified. I know for me, I almost thought I was going to die. I thought I did die. I died. I picked myself up and I kept going. But when you think about it, it's, it's all this thinking, thinking that we put on ourselves. You know, no one was judging me. No one really was criticizing me. Realistically, everyone wanted me to do well, but I was putting all that pressure on myself. So where do you think that all of this is coming from? The pressure we put on ourselves to stop us from moving ahead and moving forward, which happens to so, so many people. And that's really what I try to instill in people to, you know, move forward, but they have something within them that keeps holding them back. What do you think that is, Fred? Well, deep in our DNA is the need to fit in. You know, because out on the African plain, if you didn't fit into the tribe, you died. You know, if they booted you from the tribe, something was going to eat you within the next day or two or some other tribe was going to kill you. Uh, so we try we're careful not to fit in, not to not fit in. We, that hurts us. And also we we somehow get programmed to 
feel rejection really strongly um, and, and worry about what everybody thinks of us. When bold people just, they have a tiny group of people whose opinions really matter to them. You know, their friends, their family, maybe some of their coworkers, maybe their mentor. The rest, they don't care. They say other people's opinions of me are none of my business and they don't take it on. It's really powerful when you let that go because people aren't really thinking about you that much, anywhere near as much as you think they are. They're thinking about themselves. They think about you for 10 seconds. You may do something embarrassing. And for 20 years, every time you think of it, you cringe. And then you talk to that person who was there and you say, remember that horrible, embarrassing moment when I said this? And you, and, you, and they say, I, I, I don't recall that. They don't even remember. <laughs> right. They, don't, they you know? don't remember. So you're carrying it around for no reason. And, and this is the other thing is if people have judgments about you, are they true? You know, if, if somebody you're driving along and they, you know, you accidentally cut somebody off on the road and he yells out the window, you are an idiot. Are you an idiot? Does him yelling at you, calling you an idiot, make you an idiot? No. So why do you, why do you take on these judgments from people who don't actually know you? They, and so when you can release that, it's all a shift in mindset to say what, what other people are thinking about me is not accurate and I don't need to correct it. You know, mm -hmm. I, when I speak, I know maybe 10 or 15% of, of the people are going to think I'm brilliant. And, and another 70%, I'm going to think this is really good stuff. And 10% of the people are going to think I'm an idiot. Right. Or I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, like I'm a babbling fool on stage. I, I can't worry about those people. And it may be 20 percent sometimes could be 30 percent sometimes. Hey, if I have one person who comes up to me after and says, this is what I needed to hear right now in my life, I'm golden. I've you know, I, I've, if I can impact one person profoundly, that's awesome. I don't That's need to thing. do the whole thousand room, you know, uh, right. I want to get to as many people as possible, but I know I'm not going to, I know that some people are never going to look up from their phone, right? They're, you know, they're on Snapchat. They, they cannot pay attention to anything except what, what comes up on their walls and stuff. So I, I can't worry about that. So it, when you let a lot of this stuff go, all sorts of interesting, good things happen. You meet really interesting people. You, instead of hesitating, see, this is, this is the thing. Hesitation is the opportunity killer. Mm. You, how many times, and this is what I reflected on my own life and said, I looked at how many things I missed out on because I hesitated. Because mm. the window doesn't stay open until we're ready. It's, you know, you look across the room and you say, wow, that's, that's a, I really want to meet that person. She's really interesting or he's really successful and I want to talk to him. But what would I say? I need to be clever. I need to be interesting. I need to be funny. Uh, and you think about it for 10 minutes till they walk away or somebody else or two other people walk up and start talking to them and the window closes mm. and, and you, and, and what bold people know, and this is really powerful is that trying and failing feels almost as good as trying and succeeding. Because 
it's a step up. It's not trying that feels terrible in the long term. In the short term, trying and failing feels a little bad. Because you go, ah, I didn't say the right thing, or I was, you know, it was too goofy or whatever. Or I tried to I get a selfie instead of just be a normal human being. And then you, but a bold person says, what, what, how do I need to get better? There was yeah. information in that. So give right. yourself a, a, an emotional reaction, but don't stay with it for 20 years. Say, okay, that I, I bobbled that one. Now what? Now, now, how do I not bobble it the next time? And because of doing that, I can walk up to anybody now. I can meet, I have been in rooms with billionaires and, and just had conversations with them. People who are a hundred times more successful than I'll ever be. And I just connect with them as a human being because I'm not, I don't have to be clever or interesting or funny. I just have to be nice. Right. And you have, have to be, be you. interested in them. And you yeah, have, to, have be to be the be best me. you that you can be. And that's pretty much all you can give. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I mean, and that's what boldness when I teach boldness, it's like Mm -hmm. you're not going to turn it to somebody else. You're just going to be able to bring the full you out whenever you want. And they can pretty much take it. I'm not going to I'm not a crazy show off or something like that. But I can meet anyone I want. I can go on stage. I can give a eulogy. I can, I can, if somebody says you MC my wedding, heck yeah, I'll MC your wedding. Uh, you know, and I'll, everybody will have a great time because I say, I've learned to say yes. And I've learned to say, so what when something goes wrong? Oh, that was really embarrassing. So what? Right. Maybe it isn't really embarrassing. Maybe it's nothing. Absolutely. And it, it is probably that person's perspective if they said that to you. But I remember back in the day, I was very hesitant and I had glossophobia. I couldn't speak to anyone, especially in the male dominated environment. But now over time of using a lot of the information that you're talking about and really putting things in perspective and thinking like, what's the worst thing that can happen, right? What's the worst thing that can happen? And what I fall flat on my face they have to pick me up, take me to the hospital. You know, I go to the ER room. Everyone sees that I'm okay. And I come back next week. Worst thing yep. can happen, right? Uh, on the other side, what's the best thing that can happen? You do your best. You really show up. You provide value and you impact, like you said, at least one person. That's your mission. One person in that room. If you are able to impact and motivate one person in that room, you've done your job right? You've done your job. And so, like I said, back in the day, for me, it was a challenge to speak in an area where there's, you know, successful men. But now I'm on stages where I'm in in front of, you know, millionaires, billionaires, and it's okay, you know, because I stand out. I'm unique. I'm a woman. I'm a minority. And I show up as my best. And that's pretty much all you can do. And so I think that's a lot of the things that you're talking about in your super bold book is that people need to learn how to bring their true essence for them. Not anybody, not in comparison to anybody else. Right. Yeah. When people say, Oh, I'm shy. I say, are you, are you shy? hundred percent. Are you shy with your parents? <laughs> are you shy with your husband? Are you shy with your, with your friends? Are you shy with your coworkers? Well, no. Okay. So sometimes you behave in a shy way. So mm-hmm. stop labeling yourself as this. It's you have this behavior sometimes and would like to have it less. So detach yourself from a self-definition and just say, yeah, sometimes I, I react in a shy way and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fix that. I'm going to I'm just going to up my confidence and I'm going to act boldly. 
and you do it gradually. I, one of the things I tell people, they say, well, well, how do I get started? And I say, talk to a stranger every day. Just talk to a stranger. I don't care if you say one word, but do something every day. And suddenly you realize, well, I made this sound really scary and horrible, but people are happy to talk to me. And what happens? And, and I say, and they say, well, what do I say? I, I, I want to be interesting. No, you don't have to be interesting. Just compliment them. Wow, I don't, I don't know who does your hair, but it looks amazing on you. Say that to somebody in a Starbucks line. They're not going to say, get away from me. They're going to say, oh, thank you. And that's it. And the, and the key is have no agenda. Have no hidden agenda, no need for an outcome. It's just an, a, a, a drive-by compliment, a, an act of generosity. You, you're not looking to, to pick them up or turn it into a long conversation or get them to lend you money or any of it. You're just right. going to say, wow, those glasses look great on you. Um, and you just have a really nice smile and it's brightening my day. Who, who's going to mind that? And, and you realize why wow, I put so much pressure on myself to be so interesting when all I have to do is be nice, complimentary and interested in other people. Right. You live in the, probably the best city to do that. That's in L.A. And when I lived in L.A., that's exactly what I did. I just go to the beach and chit chat with somebody for three hours and just talk about, you know, the travels and places they've been and things that they've done. It probably led me into this podcast, but I just love to chit chat and talk to people. And people are so open to do that, especially if you, you know, walk along the beach and meet people, you know, always someone to talk to, but that helps to really get yourself out there and understand that people are usually very genuine and they want to, you know, talk and, and talk about themselves and, and, and socialize and, and meet other people as well. And you know what? I've never gotten bitten by anybody. <laughs> no one tried to take a chunk out of my arm, which is probably what I was terrified of in the first place. But no, you know, people are really genuine. That's a great practice. Yeah, well, we, we exaggerate. How, we, we're great at thinking of the worst case scenario, but terrible at calculating what are the odds of that actually happening. We think it's like 90% and it's like 2% most of the time. It's just, it's, people aren't like that. There was a study they did on, on uh, people in the New York subway and they said, would you initiate a conversation with somebody in the subway? And 80% of them said no. And then they said, but if somebody initiated a conversation with you, would you talk to them? 65% said yes. Really? So, and that's in the New York subway where yeah. you think nobody's going to talk. Nobody talks to anybody. Nobody's going to want to talk to anybody. But that's how, as you say, people are happy to talk to somebody. I do what I do every time I'm in an elevator. I talk to people because it's this weird thing. We're all supposed to stand there silently. And we all acknowledge that there's weirdness to it, that we all like, as soon as the door closes, we must be quiet. Right, right. So I just say something. I talk about the elevator. I talk about the hotel. I talk about the, what they're wearing. I Anything. I talk about the guy that just got off the elevator who had way too much cologne on. And we, and we both say, yeah, wow, that was a lot. I think I still have some <laughs> on me, you know? And, and we have this little conspiratorial moment. Um, and it's once you start doing that, you realize people are people don't mind that at all. It's just like smiling at people. Most people are going to smile back. Right. That's a uniform or like a global expression of smiling, right? Yeah. 
Well, talk a little bit more about- If you smile at a gorilla, apparently they beat you to death. So yeah, because it looks like to a gorilla, it looks like you're trying to start a fight. So remember that. If you're one of you, if you think it works with all primates, it really stops with humans. Very Only humans, right? Uh, that's funny, yeah. but good to know, right? Good to know. Yeah, good sure. To come, <laughs> gonna come up. You don't know. Oh no, that's funny. Uh, can you tell our listeners, give our listeners three tips that's in your book on how they can really change from being underconfident to being charismatic, if that's not too much in ninety days. Yeah. So the, the, the first thing is to find out as you listen to yourself, how often it's just you stopping you. Mm. There's nobody else stopping you, or maybe there's a sign or something. That's why one of the exercises is if you see a sign that says employees only go in, nothing bad will happen. But in your mind, it's like, oh, I can't go in there. It's, it's employees only. You go in there, you walk around, nobody's going to say anything. 90, I've done this 90% of the time. Nobody even says anything. anything. No, if they say something, they say, uh, can I help you? Then nobody beats you to death. Nobody bites you. Right. So it's like, it's just an exercise in going, wow, I, I built all of this up over nothing. How often do I do that? Plenty is the answer, except bold people. They don't do that. They don't. They are, they wait till somebody else stops them and then they find a way to talk them out of it and let them in anyway. They go right, right around the velvet rope into the nightclub. I uh, love you know. that. Yes. Yeah. And and so that that's one thing. The the other thing is to to really control the intensity of your expansion of your building of your bold muscle. Don't, if you say, oh, I, I got to start meeting people. So I'm going to start going to parties where I don't know anybody because it's going to, it's going to most likely it's going to be too intense for you. Mm. So say, I'm going to meet somebody new every day and maybe say one sentence to them. Maybe if you can't say one sentence, say one syllable, say hi, that's it. Just hi. And just keep moving. Cause it, but gradually you'll get stronger. Control that. Don't overdose yourself and say, oh, I need to start public speaking. So I think I need to, you know, get in front of the whole company and try to do a presentation. Uh, How about start with your team? How about start with your family? How about go to Toastmasters where it's nothing but supportive people helping you to speak better? Absolutely. I've been a member for 19 years at Toastmasters. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you get better. And, and because they're, completely supportive they're all going to say but but they're also going to say you know you're a little stiff or and you and you end every sentence with the word right uh and you say really and say yeah you could probably drop that uh and then or and you just get better but they're they're there to cheer you on and support you because they're all there to get better too absolutely and all of a sudden now you start to get on stage and you start to get you know, 200, 300, 400, 500 people at a certain point, 500, 5,000 doesn't make any difference. Hey, at a, at a, you know, at, at a thousand people, you can't see them anyway. That's true. It's so it's so bright. You can't see anything or anybody. Um, but it, work on it, work on it every day and work on it gradually. Those are the two components that mm. is keep building. Now, my book is going to tell you how to think about that and, and all sorts of exercises you can do. Um, and, 
And the last thing is understand that it's, it's boldness with integrity. It's not boldness to manipulate people. Ooh, which is why I said one. that's a very good a, one. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about, because when you're really bold, you're actually really humble because you know how much more you can become. Mm. You know, people say, oh, these people, these show offs and these narcissists and stuff like that, they, they have tremendous confidence. No, actually, their narcissism is a, is a cover up for being in, for the, an incredibly insecure person who needs to be perfect. And, and so they act like they are, they can take no feedback, they can take no criticism. And they're, they're incredibly unhealthy mentally because of it. A bold person is says, I, I, my life is about making people feel better about themselves and having as much impact on the world as I possibly can using everything I have, because that's a fulfilling life. Being a con artist is not a fulfilling life. No, it is you, not. There's a you, huge distinction. You trick there. people and you make money, maybe, mm -hmm. but it, there's nothing fulfilling about it. Fulf a fulfilling life is when you bring your full self to the world and you're doing what you ought to be doing with your life. Right. And you and you feel it, you know, here yeah. deep inside your heart because you know that you're doing something for a great cause. You know, you're serving people and you're making other people better with your message in some kind of way, whatever that message may be, but it's not like you said in a manipulative way, but I love the gradient scale. And that right there is so important because so many people look at these influencers and, and business people way up here and they compare themselves. But remember, everybody started somewhere, right? Everyone started at the bottom. You didn't just start with 1-800, you know, dentist, you know, in your life making billions of dollars. No, you started on a gradient scale. Hey, this worked a little bit, add a little bit more, 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 more. And that's pretty much how life goes. As long as you continue to stay consistent, right? Consistent, dedicated, yeah. and true to yourself. Yep. Be persistent, be consistent, and, and, don't worry about the journey more than the outcome. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Fred, for being on the Be Seen, Beloved podcast. I, I truly enjoyed your message. And everyone go get that book, Super Bold, from the underconfident to charismatic in only 90 days, not 19 years right. like it took me, but 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Fred. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, Christy.